You're listening to Scoop Radio, powered by the Jewish Entertainment Network. You're listening to the best in Jewish music, 24-6. This is the Jewish Entertainment Network. מאין בוסו ולאן ולאן אתו הולך ולפני מי אתו סיד ליתן ליתן דין וחשבוי תהודה מאין בוסו ולאן ולאן אתו הולך ולפני מי אתו סיד ליתן ליתן דין וחשבוי כל הזמן שהנר דולק אפשר אפשר עוד לתקן כל הזמן שהנר Jewish acapella and you're listening 
listening to Good afternoon, JewishEntertainmentNetwork.com listeners and all of you Scoop Radio listeners. We are back. Another week of Z-Report and what a show we have for you today. I just want to start off by apologizing a little bit. My voice is kind of mostly gone. It has been a crazy week thus far. We were actually shooting two episodes of Schmusic yesterday. Two episodes back to back and we had an amazing day and I can't wait to share it with you guys. So if you haven't already to subscribe to Schmusic on uh, schmooze.live's YouTube channel. Check it out. Head over to schmooze.live. The YouTube channel should be there. Click subscribe. This way you'll be able to watch them as soon as they come out. Uh, episode two. Blinader will feature Eitan Katz and Joey Newcomb will be our L slash Kumsitz show. Very interesting. Both guys are there with their guitars the entire time. We had a blast. And I believe episode three or four, because we're shooting another one, would be uh, Musicians who play on all the albums, concerts, weddings. We have musician Gal Gershovsky, who is a very well-known drummer. We have musician Danny Flum, who is a New York Brass and Company. And we have musician... Oh, now my mind's going to flake on me. <clears throat> uh, what was his? Mark Feinberg. Mark is a very well-known sax player. He actually started playing for MBD. He played with Billy Joel, and he played on Broadway. So he's definitely, we got a lot of different aspects of the Jewish market versus the secular market. Uh, favorite singers, what they like about the, the industry, what's different, concerts versus weddings, a lot of very unique conversation. So that'll be coming up on Schmusic, episodes two, three, and hopefully four we'll be shooting next week. Meanwhile, we are in deep in Elul. Of course, uh, Svartik, Svartim started already saying Slichas. And it's a good time to remember Michal Garman's message. That is off his debut album titled Haner Dolek. That as long as the flame still is burning, there's time to repent. Basically, it's never too late to do tshuva. And I thought it was a good song to start off the show with. Of course, many of you, or all of you, are saying Ledovid after Olenu, either Shacharis and Mincha or Shacharis and Marv, depending whether you're Ashkenaz or Svart. And in in uh, in, in Ledovid, you have the words Im Tachane, Olay Machane, which, of course, uh, is many a song, but uh, this one I happen to love a lot. This is from Shmuley Unger off his second album. album was entitled Mach Abrocha. Um, you know, something about Shmuley. He has such a great vibe and feel and performance, and it just blows me away. And uh, I was like, you know, I, I didn't do the song. This is uh, track 12 off his latest album entitled Mach Abrocha. Not the on stage, the, one, the original album before that. Um, composed by Shmuley himself. Music arranged by Shlomi Saltzman, the chassan who just finished Shev Brachas. Background vocals by Shlomi and Gershi and mixed by Jan Feder. Without further ado, let's jump right into the Z-Report. Here is Shmuley Unger Imtachana, and you, my friends, are tuned into the Z-Report Live, J-Network, Scoop Radio. <laughs>
חלקנו, סלח לנו, חטאנו, אבינו, פשענו, אבינו מלכנו, אבינו מלכנו, סלח לנו, חטאנו, אבינו, פשענו, אבינו מלכנו.
And then, ladies and gentlemen, it is Mordechai Shapiro, Avinu Malkinu, as off his latest album, Hakomi Shemayim, track 11, composed by One Man Band Plus, but Salabri, arranged masterfully by Ellie Klein and Yitzi Berry. You, my friends, are tuned into the Z-Report Live right here at J-Network Scoop Radio. Want to give a shout out to listener Joel and thanks him, thank him for his emails every week. Joel, I really appreciate it. And of course, we appreciate all of you listening around the globe. Whether you're listening in Yonkers, Little Falls, Wandriach, San Jose, California, Jackson, New Jersey, East Orange, New York, Kirkland, Quebec, Clifton, New Jersey, Pearl River, New York, Poughkeepsie, New York, New York, New York, Thousand Oaks, California, Miami Beach, Florida, Lakewood, New Jersey, Clifton, New Jersey, Midland Park, New Jersey, Bloomfield, New Jersey, Union City, New Jersey, Bronx, Manhasset, Shoreham, New York, Middle Island, New York, Miami Beach, Florida. We have Australia, a bunch of listeners here. Orange, New Jersey, Medina, New York, Israel, Bronx, Scranton, Pennsylvania, Allenhurst, New Jersey, Jackson, New Jersey, Cincinnati, Ohio, Arlington, Virginia, Persephone, New Jersey, Hollandale, Florida, Manhasset, New York, Boxborough, Mass, Little Falls, New Jersey, Cedar Knowles, New Jersey, Owing Mills, Maryland, Hoboken, New Jersey, Marlboro, New Jersey, Lindenhurst, New York, Newcastle, Ontario, Fairfield, Connecticut, Hollandale, Florida, Bronx, New York, Little Falls, New York, Passaic, New Jersey, Hellendale, California, Patterson, New Jersey, Medford, New York, Israel, West Babylon, Pontiac, Michigan, Austin, Texas, Hampton Bays, New York, Caulfield, South Australia, Caulfield, South Australia, Old Bridge, New Jersey, Montgomery, Illinois, Israel, Montreal, Quebec, Catonsville, Maryland, and Akron, Ohio, and so much more. So thanks to you guys for listening. Hope we're going to help your day go a little easier. So it was just announced that Yehuda Green is having his annual Slichas. It'll take place Matzah Shabbos, the 21st of September. Although some are saying it must be the 22nd because it happens right at midnight. Uh, join the Karlbach Shul for the annual Slichas with Yehuda Green at the Westside Institutional Synagogue, Matzah Shabbos, Saturday night, September 21st. Technically, Sunday morning, the 22nd, 12.30 a.m. On the first night of Slichas, we usher in the spirit of the high holidays and the Kalbach tradition. These solemn prayers are infused with song of hope, longing, and joy. Who the Green has been able to lead the service to a new level with over thousands in attendance. Both his and Reb Shlomo's melodies, along with traditional liturgy, asking for forgiveness, ensures that we dance our way into the Book of Life. Admission, general admission is $20. Priority seating is 50 VIP is 180 It'll take place at Westside Institutional Synagogue, 120 West 76th Street, New York, New York. Visit thekalbachshul.com or check out their Facebook page for more information. Next up on the Vizier Report, it's a song that I was just listening to the other day, and I was like, you know, I haven't played this in a while. Let's check it out. It is Mendy Wald from his album entitled Amcha. It must have been released in the late 1990s, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the title track, Amcha. Mendy Wald, you, my friends, are tuned in to the Z-Report Live right here. J-Network, Scoop Radio. <laughs> Yakri, we are Nachnu, and 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 N
בני
they traveled across the land to Shiloh with Bikurim in their hands. The pain was so great as she contemplates her fate, the other wife, the one without a son. Her burden grew heavier each year. Her rival's words poisoning the air. She thanked the one above that she held Elkanah's love. But it was not nearly enough. And so she stood
in nine months time El Cano once again stood in line Gentlemen, is Silent Screams by the Shir Chalasha Boys Choir off their second album, Arev from Zelazer, released back in 2008, composed by Nachman Seltzer. My friends are listening to the JE Network Scoop Radio, Zirport Live. We get a lot of messages here at the Zirport, and one of our famed listeners, Hananya Friedman of Los Angeles, sent me in a message last week, and he said, you know, this song is very apropos to Elul, maybe you should play it. So we did. Thanks for that, Hananya. Next up on the show, ladies and gentlemen, we have a brand new single from singer and songwriter Naftali Blumenthal. He's, he just released a brand new single entitled Maybe No One Told You. This song is dedicated to you as a reminder to yourself that and to everyone. You know that the real you is an unstained, complete and beautiful person waiting to be transformed into greatness. There is no exception. When you live this way, you'll see others do the same. Composed, produced, arranged by Naftali Blumenthal at ASAP Productions. Musical arrangement by Mendy Portnoy. Mix and mastering by Jake Intellis. Check out the lyrical video online. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the broadcast premiere. Naftali Blumenthal, maybe no one told you. Z-Report Live, J-Network Scoop Radio. Maybe no one's ever told you you're amazing, but I just think... No matter what anyone says about you, I'm still positive It doesn't make a difference what you look like, I only see what's true inside You don't gotta tell me how you feel today, cause I see it in your eyes I know Take advantage the next time you get That golden moment to go up with your friend and say Special and unique I, oh, 
That you needed, but I will now. Cause God took one look around the whole world and decided He needed you around. Just remember that you got this, cause He made you for a purpose. So let's all go and hype each other up. Everyone that you know can use a little love and hope. Take advantage the next time you get that golden moment to go up with your friend that says, Thank you. 
Gentlemen was Ohad with Kashem Mispalim off his latest album, Shatova, released last year. You, my friends, are tuned into the Z Report Live J Network Scoop Radio. That song was composed by Eli Schwab based on a Gemara and Brachas, composed by Eli Schwab, lyrics by Eli Schwab, arranged by Eli Klein. You'd see Barry. My good friend A.Y. Karsh posted a video of him singing this song, saying how it gets him in the mood for Yom Rum, and I was like, wow, I, I forgot how beautiful a song is. We better play it. Also, a friend of mine. 
that a lot of you know, whose name I'm not going to repeat right now, has had a baby a few weeks ago. And uh, they gave the baby a bris, but the baby is sick and in the hospital. So I'm asking everybody to please daven for Moshe Dove Ben Nava Miriam. Moshe Dove Ben Nava Miriam. And you know what? I'm going to say kapital to him now in the air. If everybody could take a minute to just repeat after me. We're saying this to the Fushlema Moshe Dove Ben Nava Miriam. Shirha Malais, Mimama Kim Kurasicha Adinai. That is for a full shlema for Moshe Dov ben Navamiriam, and we all have, we all hear good news soon, and many have a speedy refuah shlema. Next up on the show, there's a brand new album released by Zusha. This is their new album in a while. The album is entitled When the Sea Split. The album features 12 brand new tracks. This is a song entitled From the Narrow Place. It's uh, technically a play in words for the narrow bridge, ladies and gentlemen. Broadcast premiere right here, right now. Zeroport Zusha from the Narrow Place. J Network, Scoop Radio.
Singer and songwriter Mickey Mockton from Israel. This is uh, his new song, Mitzvah Gedaila. Uman Rosh Hashanah style. The song has a new style to it that has yet to be heard by Jewish music market. Mickey, originally from Manchester, United Kingdom, now living in Israel, is a singer and a producer and has already released two singles to date, and he has a lot more to come in the future. Song available on digital download on all sites. Composition by Mickey Mockton, produced by Jake Shore. His name is spelled M-I-K-E-Y. M-O-C-T-O-N, or maybe it's Mikey. I'm not even sure. You, my friends, listening to the Z-Airport Live, J-Network Scoop Radio. We're just about 12 o'clock. We're going to have Srili Brunker on the phone in about 10 minutes to talk about his career, his singles, and everything going on with him. But being that it's 9-11, we thought we'd play a 9-11 song. 
Taka, let's do this. Where were you guys by 9-11? I do remember. I was married for a few months. I was just, no, sorry. I was married. Yeah, I got married in February. So February to September, almost a year. Uh, I was actually homesick with strep. I was in bed. And my wife had to call me to tell me what's going on. And I remember I lived in an apartment building, the corner of 51st in Borough Park between 14th and 15th Avenues, closer to 14th. And I remember walking up in my bathrobe, sick, up on the porch and just watching the ashes come from Manhattan. It was like ashes everywhere in the air. And it was just a shock. You know, there was no, I don't even think we had smartphones back then. I, I don't think I had, no, I probably had uh, one of the little blue or red Nokias, the pocket-sized Nokia phones. Um, and a lot of power lines were down, uh, phone lines, television lines, whatever they were. There were, it really wasn't the way to get news. And uh, it was just, you know, such a hor- horrific day with so many bad things that happened. My wife's boss's relative was actually in the building that went down one of the buildings. And uh, it's, it's a day we should never forget. And the only Jewish song that I that I know to date that ever came out was on Leif Tahar Volume 2, released back in 2002. The song was entitled Watch Over Me. So ladies and gentlemen, this is our song in remembrance of 9-11. You, my friends, are listening to the J Network, Scoop Radio. There is a boy with no mother by his side Can you tell me the story When tragedy befell upon you in your time Daddy, were you really there? With a tear in his eye I was in despair Praying, oh don't let me die Then the hand of God lifted me up On wings of faith and mercy Oh, teaching me never to take life for granted
Sonnenbrief wie Schein in Prächtig, ein kleiner süße Jeep. Der erste Mitzel, das macht ihm lächtig, weil jetzt in Vera geht. Von drei oder vier sind der Honigen Blecken in Ozein wie ein Jeep. Läufer nicht heiter, auch ohne Stecken, verbliebt sie sein Jeep. Der Tatte in Arbeit, zwischen Arreilen, fiert sich wie ein Jeep. Verbringt nicht die Zeit mit den Wurren mit Thailand, der Pasta ist Fahrerjeep. Die Mama beim Kochen, sie hält nicht auf Trachten, mein Kind wächst auf ein Jeep. Die Schwester sind Brüder, in Jiddischkeit lachten, wie geht's dir, Sanayim? Schaloi, schaloi, usani goi, sucht da jeder, jeder so. Schaloi, schaloi, usani goi, singt da jeder, jeder so. A viele, wenn's ist schwer, der teure doch nicht. Außer so ist auf der, ich bin stolz zu sein, ajit. Schaloi, schaloi, usani goi, yes, we say it full of joy. Schaloi, schaloi, usani goi, yes, we sing it full of joy. Although sometimes it's tough, the mitzvahs we all do. Witnessed by the one above, I'm so proud to be a Joe. Lachen wir frei, wie Fahrrad füllen ist Gouven, ist jeder Kick da hier. Wir müssen mit Tanzen, die ganze Maschuwe, zum Beure schreit da hier. Welt bin zwischen die Goyen, geeinzigt ist der Jeep. Wer hier die Lohne in mir hat, euch und gescheit ist nur der Jeep. Jeder mit zwei Menig, also ihr lacht, ich viel kaum, es soll der Jeep. Mir rettet im Lewohne, sie sind das fanatisch, zehn auf Dulle wie der Jeep. Aber mir jeden, mir weisen, doch sicher, wo's muss man für ein Jeep. In jeder Beille ist du etwas Hecher, so spielen kein Nora Jeep. Schaloi, schaloi, usani goi, sucht da jeder, jeder soi. Schaloi, schaloi, usani goi, singt da jeder, jeder soi. A viele, wenn's ist schwer, du teure doch mich. Shaloi, shaloi, usani goi Yes, I say it full of 
joy And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Lipa Schmelzer. Shalai Sani Gayaf is 2008 release of A Pasha Tayyid. You, my friends, are tuning into the Zirport Live J Network Scoop Radio 10 minutes after 12 o'clock. As I mentioned earlier in the week, and of course last week, we said we try to get producer, composer, arranger, Surly Brunkar on the phone all the way from Israel. And I believe we got him on the line. Are you there, Surly? Hey, Yossi, how you doing? Baruch Hashem. Now, you, by the way, I, I don't even know where you came from. There was like a Jewish music industry, and there was Mona, and there was Laufer, and then there was Shweki and Fried, and Morcha Shapiro came, and then all of a sudden, boom, this guy comes out of nowhere, young kid, talented kid, Sruli Broncher, and then you start producing for Amir Devere and Yishai Lepidot, and then you're doing Sruli Nitanel stuff. Where did you come from? I don't even know what your background is. Okay, so first of all, putting me in one line with all these great names you mentioned is already a great honor for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thanks. Um, and the point is, I actually don't have any background in music. That's the amazing part about it. So that- when I grew up, I didn't, I never dreamed I'm going to be doing anything to do with music. As a kid, I liked video editing and things like that. Mm-hmm. I can't sing, I can't play any instruments. Like, I really never thought I'm going to get to that place. But, I always loved listening to music. Like, loved day and night, all the time, to everything. Um, Wait, so what type, of, what type of music did you listen to then, back then, when you were a kid? Uh, so it's an interesting mix, because uh, my parents, they used to listen to Joseph Svibraya, which is like all the bells niginim really? kind of thing, like very traditional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But together with that, my father was a great fan of Lipa. Mm-hmm. You're just putting on Shadok Sammy Goyen. I'm talking to you about Lipa 15 years ago, like his first albums. But then also, my mother loved listening to classical music. So, like, there was an interesting mix. And my sister used to put on Israeli music, like uh, Nomi Shemer and like classic old Israeli songs. So I grew up, I think, really with different styles of music all combined together until Mm -hmm. I found where I feel like I could fit in. So uh, what was, you know, so, okay, so you're you're a young kid, you're in school, you love music, you have all these different influences around you. At at what point did you start playing around, I guess, with technology or instruments or or even songwriting? Exactly. So when I was like 16 or 17, something like that, I was talking to someone and about how music is produced today. Because mm-hmm. I knew, you know, there's instruments, you come, you play a song, that's it. If you don't know how to play your instrument, you can't make music. Right. They told me, what are you talking about? Today, everything's electronic. You could sit on a computer, punch in chords and sounds and things, whatever you want, and you get a song. And I was like, blown away with the idea. I was like, what do you mean? Without playing an instrument that could sit and produce everything that I have in my mind into actual music? Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah. I said, okay, I have to try this out. So I asked um, my friend to put on my computer a music program. Very simple one. Right. I just started fiddling around with it. I I didn't have a clue one note of music. I didn't know. But I just like, Love that. Yes, I just started like going around with it and trying this and trying that. And 
it took a few years until so something actually made sense because with learning the program, I also started learning music by myself, understanding chords and theory of music. And But the whole process just came with writing. So I like started writing before I knew actually what I was doing. And then all the knowledge came with the time. Now this is so, a, this is a question people get, this is a question people get asked time and time again when you're writing a song is it the melody that comes first or does it usually come to you with the words yeah that's the age old question I get it all the time <laughs> there is no answer there is no I, answer sometimes it could start with lyrics sometimes it could start with the melody sometimes it could just start with a beat and on that beat do a melody and like sometimes it could start with the chorus sometimes with the verse mm-hmm. there's really no 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 rules you just need to do something that comes out from your heart and if it sounds good then it's good so what was the first official song you released as a producer um well i'm trying to think because it started with like a few wedding songs that i did for like friends and things but that wasn't anything like official i think my first one was it was also a wedding song, but it was with Chaim Shlomo Mayes. He did it for his a friend of his. It's called the uh, Asher Buru. I don't know if you even have it. I don't know if people know it. It's like something really old. Mm-hmm. And after that song, Chaim Shlomo Mayes told me, okay, look, I love the things you're doing. I want to do with your album. And that's when we started working on the album Basco. That's actually the way I started getting into the industry because no one knew who I was. I bumped into Myers really like just through a friend and he had great uh, trust in me from the first minute without even knowing what I could do. No, I didn't even know. That. So you produced the Baskal album? Yeah, the whole album. That's amazing. I mean, when people heard that, that song and the video of him dancing at the wedding to that song. I mean, yeah, that was getting viral. Um, at that point, people also didn't know who I am because mm-hmm. my face wasn't out there. I was like, okay, someone arranged the song for Marius, but like, it's his song. Right. So after Marius, uh, obviously your name starts getting dropped a little bit. People want to know who's arranging. You know, wh- wh- where did you go from there? So uh, the biggest step I did then was I started working as a recording engineer in a, in a studio here in Pinebra. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I worked for three years, and that was like really like a school for life about music because you're every day recording people and instruments and big productions and small productions, and so many different elements are going through there, and you just pick up a lot, a lot, a lot of knowledge about the whole process of producing a whole album from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm which is quite amazing. So while we're there, I also picked up connections with people. So and this and that. So I started like getting into knowing people and people listening to my music and liking it and wanting me to produce for them. But then the next major step was um, when I met Netanel, Netanel Israel. Because until then, I was like a backstage person, like most of... Um, most of the producers and most of the arrangers, they're just people that they, they you know the name, it's written down somewhere in the credits, mm-hmm. no one knows who that person is. Right. And I felt like my music is a bit more than that because I'm also doing a lot of electronic music and today in the world there's 
a thing of electronic uh, electronic producer that people know him as a person because mm-hmm. it's a lot of times tracks and the singer could be like more of a minor part in the whole production if he makes the music if someone listens to a song of David Guetta or whoever that's what they want to listen okay so someone also sings on the track right but it's the actual arrangement the actual musical production is the, that's the, yeah it's the, it's the melody it's the arrangement it's the music that's what's giving you the whole experience mm-hmm um so then i met Nathaniel really randomly in uh in the studio he was coming with a different friend of his with a barrio hawk show they were recording a song i sat in the control room talking with uh Nathaniel. and we found out we really love the same things in music mm-hmm. we're talking we had great chemistry and we said okay let's just sit in the studio and try to make something Speaking of Barrio, you did a song from, I think, Hakol Od Yistader or something, right? Hakol Yistader is his brother, yeah. Right. His brother's brother, yeah. For Barrio, I did also a couple of songs in the past. Okay, so, um, so you meet Nitana Yisrael. You're sitting in the studio and you're schmoozing about music. I mean, were, exactly. did you know about him as a singer? I mean, did you hear him sing beforehand? Did you know about his material? Yeah, kind of like you him. At, it's funny because when he came, I was all excited that he even came to the studio because I knew him before that as a singer. I was like, uh, wow, Tanel, love your songs. Yeah, it's like a whole, uh, for me, it was because you could meet a lot of musicians and a lot of singers in your life. Mm-hmm. There could be also big names, but if they don't touch you with their singing or with, with their music, Okay, so I met someone very famous, who cares? But when sometimes it could be even someone not very famous, someone not very big, but in the past I heard his music and that really gave me like a punch in the heart. So then I'll get excited. Interesting. You know, it, it's funny because I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of Nintanal's stuff and the stuff that he released before you guys got together was, was very different. You know, he didn't have any... Was very different. He didn't have any right, fast I, hits. It was all very, you know, a lot of slow and what? meaningful stuff. Yeah, but I love slow music. That's the point. He had a, a wedding song called Mikudeshet. Yeah, I remember it. Which yeah. is super emotional. And I remember I used to listen to it again and again and again. He has something amazing in his singing. That's the main reason why I'm doing all this music with him. Because out of all the singers, I know every song I'll give to Nathaniel and tell him, record it. I'm going to love what he does. He has something so special and unique in his voice, which mm-hmm. really touches me. So you meet each other in the studio and you talk music and when do you decide to bring him to your house, to your studio to actually start working on some original material? I mean, did he have a producer or a manager at that point? Uh, he had, like, he was moving between a few managers but not, not something which was too strong. I mean, he didn't like working with them and he was still looking. Also, he was looking for where he feels his right place in the music is. Mm-hmm. So he said, I just sit and try and do something. So we wrote then a few songs at the beginning, which actually were never released. They're different than what we do now. They're more like rock style. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the big turnaround in the story came Pesach. Um, Erev Pesach, we were sitting in the studio and we said, okay, let's do something just short, like half a minute, a minute, just to upload to the Facebook. And that was the official song. And we took the song, uh, Simcha Rabba, Simcha Rabba, Simcha Rabba. Right, right. Um, we did like a little beat, put in a bit of rap, like gave it a twist. It shouldn't sound like a, ch- a children's song, but it should sound some- like something more produced, more hip-hop. Did a little clip like on the phone, uploaded it to Facebook. And suddenly, 
tons of people started to respond and share and like and people saying this is amazing we want more 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 mm-hmm. and that was the first time my face was also on something people were like what wow, so it's cool that you'll be together you must do something and we were like you know what let's try right so then the next song we did um we did was Geshem Shalor that was like our first electronic song full pop song together which we released because still we had a clip Mm-hmm. and we we saw okay people people liking it let's try to do something else and then we tried a cover that was the first cover we did was um song. no before how much oh, we did a we did which was a sphere song and that was the first time we also did a clip and we produced the clip by ourselves. All my clips until today, I all produced by myself. I do the directing, I do the editing, everything. So that's something else I see you started doing recently. Uh, there was another singer that came out a, year, a week or two ago, and I saw you produce the clip for him as well. Yeah, so as I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, as a kid, I loved video editing. Right. I stopped doing that for years because of the music, but then when I came back with something else, I thought, okay, we need video clips. I have all this knowledge. Let's start using it. I think his name was uh, David Berg, right? I did for David Berg. I did for Simcha Friedman. He just had a new clip now. Um, That was was with the parkour dancers and the bridge in the middle of the... Exactly. Oh, yeah, it was very nice, yeah. Thanks. So the last few years, I was doing all the clips with Netanel, and just now um, I started also doing producing clips for different singers. Mm-hmm. So that's getting to be another thing. Anyway, so with Shmaisrael, we were doing uh, that song in Netanya. And that was the first time I think we understood this isn't like a little gimmick of something come and go. We're like bringing something new to the Jewish music. Right. Because all kinds of singers that today um, upload to the YouTube songs with clips, with dancers and things, and that, it wasn't back then. You didn't, want it, you didn't want it to be too busy. You wanted it to be more about the artist. We wanted to be about the artist, but we wanted to bring something really updated and poppy without without losing anything from the value of the the words and the what the song actually has to give to the listener. The meaning. Because yeah. people sometimes, because they try to be very Jewish, so they could do like, let's do like old music, like at the shtetl, it needs to be like once. And no, you could bring super up-to-date music, 2019 pop, but with Jewish words, with something that touches the person to the heart, which has, it has a message. Like, like, Ahavat Chinam or Kemat. Exactly. All our songs, we really, really, really try to put in emphasis on what the song is coming to tell the, the audience. It does, we don't want to just bring a big hit, which doesn't say nothing. Just, oh, jump up and down. That's it. Um, especially because we're talking about today, uh, there's a lot of young young guys out there which don't listen to Jewish music at all. Mm-hmm. They listen to secular music or Jewish music. And I run into a lot of them and they show me, look, on my phone, I have all the Jewish music in the world, and Netanel is really Netanel. That's like the only Jewish music they have, which has actually words of Kedusha, or something that has to do with Judaism. Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel is our real purpose here, is to really come to those places and give them the best music that they'll like and enjoy, but still with something which connects. 
Because I always had this question, you know, half of the material you're releasing is original, and the other mm-hmm. half, and the other halves are covers. I mean, how do you decide what to release when, or or what song warrants a cover to be made from it? Okay, so we started to work early with covers because then we didn't have a lot of confidence in that we could do a good pop song by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it started with covers. Then we did move to original songs. And we really want to stick to original songs, but everywhere once in a while, suddenly there's like this big hit or something that comes out and we feel like, okay, it's something too good. We just can't not give it a cover like we did for Gumara Sababa, which was like crazy hit. It went like viral in the whole country here in Israel, I suppose also. Yeah, I couldn't. You said what's going on there. Yeah, but like, we couldn't get over it. You know, Netta released this, this wacky song, like all her stuff is wacky. And then you guys yeah. released this Gamara Sababa, which, first of all, not just the production, but Natano's vocals. I mean, he, he is on such a high vocal range. That whole song yeah, is on... it's crazy there. Yeah, yeah. And you made it about so, something about positive and about Torah. And the next thing I know, I see you just played some massive show where you guys performed it live, and it sounded just as uh, good as the recorded version. Yeah. So then, then that's like a great example for something that... It went up on Ynet, which is the biggest site here in Israel. Like right. millions of people go in every day. And I see tons of tons of people commenting, totally secular people saying, wow, this song, I love it much better than the original because it actually means something. It says something. They took the music, they took the, the vibe, but they gave it a purpose. Yeah. Instead of just something which is all, all over the place. Mm-hmm. So when we have such a big thing, we say, okay, we need to do a cover, even though we don't want to be the cover singers. We're trying to stick to the original material. But sometimes we just feel it's, it's, that's what we need to do. So it was exactly what we need to do. Did you guys meet Neta after this or at all? You know, did you hear back from her people? I didn't, I didn't meet her, but uh, I heard from some people that played the song to her, and she was like amazed. She was well. Wow. She liked it. Yeah. I mean, that's something for you. You know, to hear the original artist, you know, doesn't feel you butchered a song even though you changed it up a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, that was a big relief when I heard that because it could be she'll like say, what did you do? What I don't like it. It's not my thing. But so that was nice hearing. Uh, still didn't get back a feedback from Avram Fried about a new version for ABBA. ABBA, which of course is very, very unique. I mean, that that also I would think made a little bit of a hubbub. You know, we, uh, you know, you have a, a very famous uh, Hasidish slash you know Yiddish Hebrew song. It's more for the Heimish Oilam, and then then it really goes okay. You know what? Tanel's uh, Mizrahi or Svaradi, and uh, they speak mm-hmm. they speak Arabic, and you know, there's something for the Heimish world, but we want to do something for the rest of the world. So we're gonna take a Yiddish Hebrew song and do Hebrew and Arabic. Let's do something like totally out of the box. Exactly. So there was a few very interesting things specifically with this song. First of all, it's the first time we're doing a cover for Haredi song. Usually when you do a cover, you take a secular song right. or a Goish song right, and, right. you know, you get a gear to a, a Jewish song. Here's the first time we're taking actually a Jewish song and just giving it our version. That's number one. Number two, is the part of the Arabic, which you could call it, and I believe in the USA, it's more like that, it's more like to just get it out to the, the, the total population, but here in Israel, it's something different, just like for us, a song in Yiddish is like Mamelushin, it's like, you know, it's, it's Haimish, it's Yiddish, right. all the Yiddish people that live in Israel, which is half of the population here, 
for them Arabic is their that's the mama the you know the the mama lotion. That's is it, is what it they really? feel connected. I don't know. I'm asking you, is that talking it about is. It? It's, it? It's a language here in America. It's a language you could hear on the street. It's a language people speak. Mm-hmm. So it's something that connects people to their roots. Um, so that, that, that was something that was felt, okay, in the Haredi world, everyone could do songs in Hebrew and Yiddish, sometimes even English. No one ever did in Arabic and... Arabic is actually where, you know, the Arab countries is where half of the population came from. All the Saudi people come from Arab countries. That's the, the, the language they spoke at home. Mm-hmm. So we felt, okay, we need to bring this. And the third big uh, thing in this song was actually making it into a dance song. Yeah, because yeah. the first time I heard the song, I was like, this melody doesn't sound like it needs to be a slow song. Right. I mean, it's that's very... the first thing that popped into my mind. That was like the other, other, other. I said, it sounds like an EDM song. And okay, now a lot of people are going to sing it in Kumzitzim, but this could be like, like Mishimami no Mefachet. This could be like Yesh Tikvah. It's, it's like a really great melody. Um, and now I know the, the, the composer of the song, Bensi, Bensi Stein. Right. He's a friend of mine here in Israel. Mm-hmm. So I sent him a text. I told him, listen, this song is amazing, but I really think it could get a great electronic version. What do you think? He said, great, let's hear. And he loved it. So I really think we hit the spot, and we're getting tons of feedback about it. Right. People so are I, really enjoying it. We don't live in Israel. What, what is the, the Oilam there saying, the, the Arab-speaking Oilam? I mean, are they, are they loving it? The Arab- so, the, so people, I'll tell, I'll tell you exactly what the point is, because something like the original song of, of Afram Freed, it's something you could sing in the Kumzitim and at night and whatever, but when you get this type of version, it's something people want to put on in the car, on the radio. It's something that lifts them up more. Right. It's something they'll listen to much more the day to day because people don't sit at home usually listening to the, like, quiet, melodious songs. Mm-hmm. People want something fun and uplifting. And when there's already a song which they love and know from Alfred Freed, to get this type of version, they really connect to it. So I'm hearing like all around. I go in the streets to shops to buy anything. I could hear it from houses, from shops, from cars. It's really getting out there. It's amazing. Surely Brunker with us via telephone. We're talking to him about his musical career as a ranger, composer, producer, and singer. As mentioned, he's produced many uh, singles recently, like uh, Amir and the Veer uh, with Arak Devir, Shuki Salman, Shevet Achim. He did Surely Green's uh, uh, Ah. He did Amir and the Veer's Shanari Shaina. Uh, he did Mario's Hakol Odistader. He did, I think he also did a, ra- a Rotsim Lismoyach remix for the Kinderlach, right? Right, that was also mine. Um, right. Naria Angel, also another artist you work with. You you did a couple songs with him. Uh, you produced Nachas's second album. I know a lot of uh, music on that. Uh, Nati Levin, mm-hmm. you did a single. And you even did some work for Yishai's group, uh, Omen, which I don't know I what happened so, oh, yeah. They disappeared kind yeah, of after a while. Yeah, it was uh, something experimental, which didn't really work out. So... Um, we just kept on. What surprised me very much was about two years ago, Yishai released a song called Bakesh Avdacha. And that Which was also mine. And yeah, and that's, but it's not what you'd expect. It's not a, a fast techno, you know, it's, it's a very slow, meaningful, mourning, mournful song. And I was like, wow, you know, I can't believe Surly arranged it. So there, there is a vibe to not just surely arranging, you know, really fast electronic sounds that, you know, you can do the other side. But my, I guess my question is, can you arrange like a full orchestral, you know, symphony kind of sound too? Or is that something you haven't tried yet? 
Um, look, so first of all, of course, I could do every type of music that I, I want. Like, sometimes I get into a vibe, I say, okay, I want to do something like salsa, whatever. So get into a different type of music, I'll go, I'll learn the, the genre, I'll listen to YouTube, music on YouTube, I'll get the idea, and I'll produce it. I have no problem. Mm. So if you talk about writing symphonies, I don't know how to write, um, you know, the, the arrangements for um, actual actual violin things string section but i'll sit let's say if i want to do such a song and i did do of course so i just sit down with a friend which actually writes the i don't know what's the word in english for that but the sheets the the music sheets for 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 the brass section and the string section i'll just sit with him and tell him okay i want this and this and this i'll sing i'll give him the harmonies and he'll just Put them down there. So that's not a problem. I did in the past also um, different songs, which, as you said, are totally like slow and electronic. Enoughus's album, which I produced, is one song called MS, which I really love, which is totally nothing to do with it. Right. That was the one slow song in the entire album. Yeah. One slow. Yeah. He knows what the, the album likes. Um, so I did do these type of things. But the reason I think I'm sticking so much to the electronic music is that's what people want to hear from me. Right. Because if you want to do now a slow song with uh, drums and bass and uh, violin and clarinet, there's 50 producers out there that could do a great job for that. Mm. When I came into the market two, two, three years ago, not a lot of people were doing electronic music and the ones that were doing weren't amazing. So I felt like there's something really to bring in you to the... To, to the market, to the people that they want to listen to. And that's why people also, when they want this type of music, they know, okay, Cerule could do a great job with that. Let's go specifically to him. So people won't approach me so much for different styles of music. The reason if Shaila Pidot came to me with Bakesh of the Khan or to someone else is because we were working, we worked together all the time. Also on Omen, also on his private things, also on Semedienne, like I do for him a lot of productions. So he'll come to me with anything. And he said, okay, I need a more like Hasidish song. Okay, I'm still going to go to Shirley and think, I think I did a good job there. No, I think you did, I think you did an amazing job. Um, the question is, you know, will Srulian and Tanel ever release an album or are they just going to go the way of singles and music videos? That's something that I get asked time and time again from people who love your music. Not everything's available on iTunes. I know a lot of covers I think you don't put up for some reason, right? Yeah, um, so all original music is on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere. Uh, covers, some are, some aren't. It's different legal things. Everything is on YouTube, obviously. Um, now, about an album, I don't think, I don't see it coming. In these days, we there's no need for an album. People anyway listen to all the music by streaming or on YouTube or on Spotify on Apple Music, I don't see people going and buying albums online. Now, I know in the USA, it's more common. And there's also like, it's more like a status to say, okay, uh, this artist released the album, it means something. Right. So, it could be it's going to happen, but here in Israel, like, no one cares about albums. Just give me another song, another single. Mm-hmm. And there's another big problem with album, that about half of the material in the album gets lost. No, because you. A, because a, a singer will come, he'll take 12 songs which he loves, 
five of them everyone will know, another three a few people will know, and five of them no one will ever hear because it's an album, so people just get when you release once a month or once every two months a single, every song and every single gets the right popularity through the people. So everyone gets to know it in the, the right way. So I feel the album now won't really give us anything. But Hashem is big. You never know what could happen. Maybe maybe it will come. No, I agree with you. When you say it like that, it makes a lot of sense. You know, Otherwise, mm-hmm. you put out an album and you spend a year putting out music videos to reintroduce people to some of the songs they might have overlooked in the first place. Yeah, now, exactly. How you speak English flawlessly. Where did the English come from in your household? Is this from <laughs> parents or what? Yeah, so my family is Australian. Australian? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, Australian. You see, you learn something new every day. So I'm the only child, actually, which was born in uh, Israel Mm -hmm. because I have uh, six brothers and sisters. They were all born there. My parents did Aliyah, and then I was the last kid to be born here. So that's actually what I spoke. I just, my, my, my mother language is English. So I have a weird accent because it's half Australian. Half Israeli, half Americans I speak with, so it turned like into a whole mishmash. But yeah, you could say that. That's where it comes from. So, what are you working yeah. on right now, Sirly? If we can get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, what do you know? Who are you working with? What kind of songs you're working on that we can expect in the future? Mm, okay, so let's see, see. Every time when I get this question, I need to think because I also shall forget a few things. Let's see. First of all, now, like while you called me, I was in the middle of editing a new music video for me in a tunnel. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, yeah, we're not stopping for a second. This is going to be a very, very special song. It's totally different than what we ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really connected to it also because of the subject behind it. The whole clip, the whole song is talking about... Um, um, I don't know how you did, they say it in uh, America. In Hebrew, it's called Noir Nochel. It's um, teenagers which I could drop out. Yeah, something like that. Off the, uh, going, going off the derech. Going off, going off the derech, which uh, they have very hard lives and mainly don't get the support and the love that they could get from the surroundings, from the parents, from the families. And a lot of times that love could keep them in the place they are and help them in, the, in, the, in their life. Um, it's mainly lost kids, people that, that had difficult childhood, mm-hmm. struggles and things. So the whole uh, music video, which is where we're listening it now because it's before Shoshona, it's like the time of, of Slichas and of things. The whole music video is coming to show the perspective of, the, of this kid, which is going through a lot of mess with his parents and with his friends and everything's like all awful for him. Mm-hmm. And he is looking for the place where he could actually love himself and connect to himself. Um, so it's like... A, Quite a deep, deep thing. Not not the classics really Netanel, easy, jolly uh, flow kind of thing. Right. But that's why I'm actually really, really connected to it because I have a lot of friends around me which are struggling with things like that. Is it, original, never... is it an original song? Yes. It's an original song, my composition, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing we're working on now. Okay. Uh, I'm working with uh, Dario Hakshaw on a song for... Uh, Bressler, oh, like a uh, Nachman song for right. Shoshana, yeah, which is also just supposed to go out in a few days. Um, I'm working with a song, we're on the song with uh, Shuki Salomon, with the one that did uh, 
here and there, but then, then that's not like his main thing, he's more into real estate. Right. But because of all his, he's like, you know, there's the slogan of the whole Shonara thing. Right, right. So he's leading that campaign together with uh, David Halperin. Mm-hmm. And over the last few months, he started something new about anti-shaming and anti-bullying online. We have this, we're in, in a world where everything is social, everything is on the Facebook and Instagram and the WhatsApp and the Snapchat and everything. And people really aren't afraid of what they're writing. They could just like, kill people over a few words. Right. And he's really trying to push in of think about what you say, write a good word about someone, not a bad one. So we decided let's do together a song about that subject. Wow, very nice. Yeah, so that's supposed to be something more like fun and upbeat and really cool. So I don't know when it's going to happen. It's like a long production with him because it's very busy. Mm-hmm. And with Samir Andrew, I'm working on a new song, and with Arik, and with Ishai, and just a lot of things. A couple of American singers also, but I don't know if they want to know because it sings, which aren't still... No, we won't get you in trouble, don't worry about it. Um, yes, so with all, the, with all the music you're working on, do you, do you still have time to listen to what's in the market today? You know, are you, Do you still listen to the songs coming out from, let's say, American or Israeli singers? Anything that impressed you? Not a lot, not a lot. That's the point. I, need, I really struggle to find time to listen. Sometimes a lot of the songs that I know, it's funny, because I also do mixing for different singers or things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, the reason I'll know a song is that's because I got to mix the song or mix a cover for it or do something about it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a song. And then I'll hear people sing it. So I don't have a lot of time to listen to music. But I do hear and there. And sometimes, you know, friends send me, look, you have to listen to this new song. But it's not like once when I was a Bocher, every time, okay, Avram Fried released a new album, let's sit and listen to the whole thing from the beginning to the end 50 <laughs> times. And wow. Yeah. So all the music, the Jewish music, which was released until like 2016, I think, I know tremendously well. Like I used to listen to music all day, all night. Now when you produce, um, you don't have the, uh, as much time. Right. Now I, I meant, you know, is there anything you heard recently that wasn't produced by you that impressed you a little bit, you know, with, with the, the sounds or whatever is going on with music? Um... Not anything I could tell just to, over the top of my head. I'm right. sure there is just right. need to okay. look about. Well, I appreciate your time. You know, we had a great time here. I learned a lot about you, especially the Australian thing. So I, I had to figure out a song to play when I was done with you because I played the Abba song the previous week. So I went back to a song that I happened to love that you did. The uh, song is called Anava. You did with uh, Made That Talk. Wow, that's one of my most loved songs. First of all, it's my original song, which has the most views on YouTube the most. Really? Because, wow. yeah. yeah, because I have a few songs that passed a million views. Uh, Baskol and Despazaltov, which both of them are covers. Right. And also um, the one we did with Omen, Beseder, Akolia Beseder, which also, but that is original, but it's Ishai's song. It's not my composition. Right. So Anava is my composition. It's something also that came really out of the blue. 
an episode I'm going to do a song with Midatasa. It's this song I just recorded for myself. Um, and then I was thinking, who could sing such a song? It's, 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 like, it's very... To sing it out on a vow, you have to be really humble. How could the person sing such a thing? Because I think who could really bring, bring out the, those words? And then I thought of Midatasa. I, I didn't really know him very well, but every person that talks about Midad always could tell you how this person is really, really humble and mm. such an amazing person. So I said, okay, let's try. I sent the song to his producer, to Aviad Gil. To Aviad Gil, right? Yeah, and he loved it. And the amazing thing is, all over the time we were working on the song, which took a few months, all the time people were giving both of us feedback. Eh, it's not such a good song. It's, it's weak. It's rough. And like both of us didn't really know because usually you, when artists work on a song, you, you let your friends, your family, people listen and you get a feedback how it is. Right. People weren't really liking it. Interesting. And both of us, also Minosa, Viad, we love the song so much. We said, okay, we don't care. Even if no one's going to listen to it, we like the song we're producing and we want to release it. Mm-hmm. And suddenly out of the blue, it turned into like this crazy hit. So I feel very connected to it. Amazing. Surely, thank you very much. Have a ksibu, ksibu tovah. Thank you. It was great being on your show, finally, with <laughs> all this time. And we're, oh, we're looking forward to some great more music from you in the future. Yemir Tzashem. Thanks. Have a good night. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Surly Bronchar. Here is a single, Anava, featuring Meida Tasa. You, my friends, are listening to the Zirport Live, J Network Scoop Radio.
Yeah. 
שום יאום בעולם כלל. It's good, uh, the album is entitled To Be A Yid. You, my friends, are tuning into this airport live, J Network School Radio. Thanks to Shirley Brancher for the amazing interview. We went over time and we started the show late, so we're going to keep going over time. Got to fit in a few more songs. Next up, it's singer and songwriter Gedalia with his third album. This is the title track. The album is entitled Pulling Strings. It's an EP available for digital download. Gedalia has a very unique style, and I know you all love it. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Gedalia, Pulling Strings, J Network, Scoop Radio. ago a man told me a secret he could tell it was something I needed to know he told me that I should keep it to myself until this day I haven't told a soul everything we do we're pulling strings from up above when we give or take when we hate or when we love if you're gonna raise your hands let it be to do good things because everything we do we're pulling strings I look around how things are going the world is getting further from the truth and like that man he told me what I needed to hear well I've decided to make it known to you everything we do we're pulling strings from up above when we give or take when we hate or when we love if you're gonna raise your hands let it be to do good things because everything we do we're pulling strings
gentlemen, was Simcha Liner with Vatamarim off his second album, SL2, composed by Mordechai Brizel, arranged by Yankee Briskman. You, my friends, are tuning into the Zirport Live, J Network Scoop Radio. A few more songs to go. We'll call it a day. Next up, there's a brand new song that was released just today. Comes to us from Abnoach Palais. That is right, Abnoach Palais, famed composer. Um, he, let me see if I can find the thing. During the davening of Rosh Hashanah, Noach encountered a passage from the Medrash. The Medrash Rabbah that was talking about Kalim Shvarim, broken vessels. We were the same people with broken hearts who are Hashem's utensils. The words are never uttered became moving and powerful melody, and Jeff Horowitz arranged the song. So he found this Medrash Rabbah about broken vessels, which is part of the Davening in, in Yontif, and he wrote a uh, song about it. He's singing this song. There's a lot of different uh, stuff going on here. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we'll broadcast premiere. Rab Noach Palei, Kalim Shvorim, right here. Zirport Wilbur View, right here. J-Network Scoop Radio.
That is Avram Freed and Svi Silverstein's Man off the Kola Kochavim All-Star Album. You, my friends, listening to Zeroport Live, J Network Scoop Radio. Got two, three more songs, then we're going to call it a day. Next up, it's a brand new song. Comes to us from a band called Yaakov Chesed. Now, Yaakov Chesed came out back in 2007 with their debut album, Rise Above. It was like Yaakov Chesed and Blue Fringe, and I concerned that was it. Then in 2009, they released an album called The Passage, and then they all kind of disbanded and dropped off the face of the earth. But Jake Polanski of Yaakov Chesed is back with two brand new singles. We're going to debut one of them for you now. Uh, one song is called Crush You, which he told me is based on a mimer, which is very interesting. We're not going to play you that one. Um, the other one is called Anila Dodi. And of course, everyone knows that Elul, Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed, stands for Anila Dodi, Anila Dodi, Li. Brand new music, Yaakov Chesed, Jake Polanski, Zeroport Live, J Network Scoop Radio.
And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our final show song for today. That was uh, produced and sung by Jeff Braverman and Jonathan Rimberg. You might have remembered them. Back in the day, they released a series of albums called Shoresh. Well, John, Jeff Braverman wrote this song uh, in memory of his brother, uh, Eliezer. So he's calling the song Hineni Nigan Eliezer. Of course, the words are from Hineni Onimimas, which we say before Musaf on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Beautiful song right there, available for digital download. Thank you for joining me for the last two plus hours. Hope you had an amazing day. And I hope you enjoyed immensely our interview, in-depth interview with Surly Brunker. Until next week, I'm Yossi Swag, wishing you a fabulous week. And reminding you, don't touch that dial. More great Jewish music is coming your way right here, J-Network Scoop Radio. See you.